Hey, what's going on? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. And in this week's episode, we're hanging at Island to Island Brewery in Brooklyn, New York. This unusual brewery prides itself in not conforming to most traditional American brewing standards. We get into the genesis of the brewery and a lot of other interesting topics. And as always, we drink a lot of good craft beer. We really hope you enjoy this week's show. Don't forget that the pop-up sample sale charity event for Puerto Rico Hurricane Relief is going down this Saturday and Sunday, November 18th and 19th, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at 360 Jefferson Street in Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York. The event will feature shopping, live entertainment, food from a celebrity food truck chef, healthy juices, wine, and, of course, craft beer. Tickets can be purchased on eventbrite.com and are on a suggestion basis, meaning that it's whatever you feel comfortable donating. All ticket sale proceeds will go to Unidos Puerto Rican Hurricane Relief. We hope to see you there. Now let's get right into this week's episode with one of those hidden little treasures in Brooklyn that you may not know about. We hope you enjoy this week's show featuring Island to Island Brewery. Cheers. Hey, what's going on? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We're very excited to be here at Island to Island Brewery, a fermentary, a juicery with Caribbean Kitchen Specialties located at 642 Rogers Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11226 between Parkside and Clarkson Avenues. And once again, BTBT is rolling deep. Uh, gentlemen, how you guys doing? Uh, chilling, chilling. This is, uh, this is Justin. Glad to be here again. Hot, hot, hot off that uh, brew for a cure last week. That was a great time. Uh, ready to make it two weeks in a row. Very back at it again. Crazy, crazy weekends in Brooklyn. Keeping it up. There you go. There you go. And uh, we are here today for the Push for 10, which is an emergency relief initiative to provide 10 families from St. Martin with vital supplies and $500 to help pay for immediate household needs to recover from Hurricane Irma, which has devastated several Caribbean islands. So we got a lot going on here today. Uh, Dick Burroughs opens his curated Discreet in the Arts photography showcase by Antonio M. Rosario, who's host of the Street Shots Photography Podcast. Uh, the art opening is sponsored by Queso Cocktail, who are in the building presenting demo tastings of their cocktail in a bottle. There's uh, also uh, a DJ who's spinning some island tunes. There's going to be a comedy set by comedian Jodell Lewis as well. So we got a lot going on, and this is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow's first time at the brewery. And guys, you have any uh, uh, initial thoughts? This is a nice little uh, spot here. I'm liking it a lot. I'm liking the vibe. It's very positive. Um, a good cause. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. The art is really cool from the little bit I've seen so far, and definitely like the local vibe, so... Looking forward to trying the beers. Yeah, I mean, me too. And I had to say, it was a mission for me to get here, but uh, I, I am certainly, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty glad I'm here. So yeah, this is the first time for all of us here. So I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, these guys, when, when we get when we get them on, a, a, a lot of interesting questions for them, because they do a lot, because they're a brewery, they're a fermentary, they do juices. I mean, they got a lot going on here, and it's, and it's a pretty unique situation for a brewery. It's not like your typical brewery around here. No, no, no. no. They, they, they put on a lot of chef, chef's hats, a lot of different ones. Yeah, and oh, wow. right now they're bringing... Oh, man, that looks amazing. Yeah. So we got a whole uh, bunch squared. of flights over here. Okay. Island squared. Thank you. That's the sugarcane beer. Sugarcane beer. This is uh, Purple Rain, which is our Purple Heart Juice fermented beer. Purple Rain. This is our Just For You Stout. Just For You Stout. Okay. Coffee Stout. These all look great. 
And I was just handed this a Kaiso cocktail crazy. as well. This is our Island to Island concept. It's a sorrel cider, um, hop like an IPA. Okay. Uh, so this, uh, the, the, this is the cider. It was, uh, I saw on Foursquare, this is what's recommended. Okay. And this is the beer at Malin Bazora. It's a regular ass beer named after someone everyone in the Caribbean knows, Marlon. Okay. So that's our rainbow flight. All right. Right. Thank you. It's a rainbow flight. This is awesome. And I was also handed um, a Kaiso cocktail as well. Um, some coconut water, which is really refreshing. Some tequila, I believe they said was in there as well. Oh, wow. So we got a lot of... Uh, um, so guys, I mean, I, I, I kind of was in, involved in a side conversation for a second there with the Kaiso cocktail folks, but uh, we got a lot of interesting beers here. This definitely is a rainbow. Um, yeah, the colors are really, yeah. really intense. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, these are definitely intense uh, colors, intense. Um, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right, and uh, so we have our first special guests of the evening. Uh, guys, please introduce yourselves. I'm Danny Oliver of Island Island Brewery. And I'm Kevin Bradford of Island Island Brewery. Nice. And uh, what, so what do you guys do here at the brewery? <laughs> everything, everything. What don't we do? <laughs> we don't send bar anymore. Okay. We, we don't do that. That's one thing we don't do anymore. Uh, I'm the quote-unquote head brewer. We have like four head brewers. It's me, uh, Danny, Nori... I uh, keep so hard to pronounce his name. Magnol. And uh, Christopher Gangsey. Uh, so everything but bartend. That's, that's, oh that's what we do. So you guys literally basically almost do everything. Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. We so, built this place. Very nice. Very nice. So so, tell, so we have these rainbow flights in front of us, and they, they look amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about these, uh, about these beers? Well, the first one that you have there is the beer at Mall in Disorder. Uh, it's a regular ass beer uh, with a little bit of a honey sweetness to it. Uh, we got to keep the sweetness because we are Caribbean people. But uh, it's named after Marlin because everyone in the Caribbean knows someone named Marlin. And the community really wanted a regular beer from us. And we're like, what's regular beer? Yeah. So we crafted something that was very simple. Two ingredients, uh, not two grains, two grains. Two grains and two then, hops. you know, the hops, the yeast, the water. Nothing else, just a regular ass beer. Regular ass beer. Yeah, and that's the beer that Marlon does order. <laughs> he just come in and he just get his regular beer. Uh, it's really um, tasty. I, I enjoy this. It's glad nice. you like. Thank you. Uh, the next one you have there, the red one, uh, that's you're crazy. It's pronounced you're crazy. So you suck your teeth and you say you're crazy. Um, because within our culture, if you do something bad, you get smacked. Like if you suck your teeth, you get smacked and they tell you you're crazy. So this is something um, that we felt that we did was that was really bad. We made an IPA with no grain. So it's a cider, um, but we hopped it like an IPA and it's truly island to island. We use apples from New York and sorrel from the islands. Oh, wow. So the next one you have is our, um, our purple heart juice. Uh, that we made a house of juice and we fermented it into a cider and we hopped it with Simcom. Uh, it's got a spice kick to it because it's made with cayenne pepper uh, and it's apple, pineapple, cayenne, and sorrel with the Simcom. Yeah. Uh, the light beer that you have there, that is our sugarcane beer. People ask us all the time, you know, if it's sugarcane flavoring. There's no flavoring in whatsoever. It's made purely with sugarcane water. 
So one, it's our source of water. Two, it's our source of sugar as well. And then we added hops and yeast, and it's a Saison red wild beer. And last but not least, you have there the Just For You. Uh, it's like a coffee stout. Uh, one day, Kevin got really upset. I think something in the brewery wasn't working and to no, cool down. Doug. Huh? It was Doug. It was Doug? It was Doug. What? So I, uh, Doug from Bitter and Esther's. Great guy, love him. Um, it was Labor Day, he came by that morning and I was telling him about a beer I was about to put out. And he was like, oh, you guys don't do anything normal. It's always something. I, I love you guys, but you gotta do some normal shit. So I went downstairs, saw what I had, put it together, and I said, hey, this beer is for me, I'm gonna drink it. It's gonna go in my kegerator, it's not going upstairs. But business happens and I ran out of beer and I had to put it on. And when I put it on, it was gone in two days. So, so yeah, I'm the not just surprised. for me became the just for you. Yeah, this is yeah. delicious. I, I really like this. I, I like the coffee stout a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how did you guys um, get into beer? Well, well, tell us about your journey. Okay. So, um, Island to Island was first known as House of Juice. We were a juice bar. So, we did juices, smoothies. Um, Kombucha. And kombucha and probiotic stuff. Uh, the plan was always to do beer. It's just the license took forever, okay. like two years, 22 months. Wow. So during this process, we was like, okay, we're going to make beer. But we're like, okay, everybody makes beer. What are we going to do that's different? So we had juice that was like, I don't know, two days old. And we was like, I don't, what are we going to do? Throw it out or are we going to... So she went to Bitter and Esther's, she got some um, cider yeast, threw it in there, and was like, I'm going to make beer out of this. I said, okay, that's on you, I think you should throw it out, and we just call it a loss. She said, I'm going to do it. I was like, alright, whatever happens, it's on you, I'm not going to say I told you so, I'm not going to say anything. It was delicious, so it was uh, a juice, apple, beet, carrot, lime, and ginger. And it, when it came out, it tasted a little bit like the Purple Rain, but uh, a little sweeter. And then we was like, okay, we got something. And the rest is history, huh? <laughs> the rest is a history. A long history. Yeah, it's not a long yet. history. <laughs> um, we, I, one of the reasons why I went to ferment my juices as well is because my grandmothers used to do it um, back in Trinidad and in St. Martin. It was just part of what we did. You took the harvest. You made juice, or you made you know whatever food you're gonna eat, and whatever was left over, you don't throw it away because you don't know when you're gonna get it again. So they put it in a jar, much like uh, that jar sitting over there with the black lids, got tamarind juice in it, and they fermented it. You know, one day you had juice, then they decided they're gonna put something called yeast in it, and then the next day was fizzy. The next few days was fizzy. If you drank it, you fell asleep. And they never called it brewing. They never said it. There's never a name for it. It was just something you did. You let it sit out for a year. And then at the end of the day, year, during the holiday times, you take whatever you had fermented to family and you give them bottles and share it. So it's something that's always been a part of my history and my culture. It just didn't have a name until we started doing this business. And our parents was like, your grandmother did that. My grandmother did that. What do you, how'd you guys know how to do this? If, and we're just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I guess it's, it goes back to your family roots. That was the inspiration yeah. for this place, right? Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Now, how long have you guys been open for? 
so this establishment has been open for, uh, this is our fourth year in business, this is our third year at this location, and this is the first full year of as a brewery. So it's been a rocky road, right. which is why we have all these different milestones. But officially, we started the business four years ago when we said, you know, we're going to bring healthy juices to the community and to people who want to drink without having to worry about their health. I find that I find that so fascinating. I mean, and so it's interesting. So how do you, you you guys are definitely different than a lot of the other breweries. You guys have all these other things going on. How do you guys kind of in the day to day business? How do you juggle all these things you guys got going on? So, uh, like I said, we used to do juices and smoothies and, and things like that. Um, the way we juggle it is you have to look at the business, take all the motion out of it, and see what's working on day-to-day. Um, juices, day-to-day, don't work at this establishment at all. It doesn't work. But juices in the city, caterings, things like that, cash cow. So that aspect is no longer in the building. So we take it outside. Yeah, but we take it outside. Smoothies work well. Beer, it's like... Once I put beer on, it just went to the top of the list and, and, and the back end, and it's like... This is America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody exactly. loves beer. People want their beer. Yeah. And, you know, you, it's, it's a bit much that we have to, you know, teach people about our beers and let them know that we do it here, and if I say I made the beer in-house, that doesn't mean you have to wait for me to get the beer. There has been customers that came in and was like, oh, you make the beer? Okay, how long is it going to take? <laughs> you don't go to the corner store and ask the guy, how long is it going to take to get a Corona? Right. No. Um, but basically, it's just seeing what works and what doesn't work and like taking all emotion out of it. Because at the end of the day, you got to pay the lights. There's someone home you have to feed. And you yeah, have to we, get it done. we set a mission for the business and we focus on that mission without emotion and we segment where it works it works and we don't try to force it elsewhere there is a huge um, learning curve that we're working to to like kind of close the gap on especially we're the only brewery on this side of prospect park there's no other brewery in brooklyn or queens well queens north but on the southern end of the island we're the only ones so there's a huge learning curve and today i launched uh, the brewery tours and people are amazed like Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, you guys are always talking to people who are beer lovers, who know beer. And I listen to your podcast and I'm just like, damn, can I really talk on your show? Like, can I be worthy? Um, but like, Absolutely. If you guys people, have good beer, you're worthy to be on the show. Thank yeah. you. But, um, you know, the people who are our audience, the people who are on the side of town that we're on, they don't know. So how we juggle it, we segment. We always have an educational aspect. We always focus on the mission first. We never let customers dictate to us what we should do or how we should do it. We let sales dictate so long as it's within the mission. So like people came in here for a long time wanting coffee. You'll never get coffee from us. However, you can get a coffee beer. Yeah. There you go. That works. So, yeah. so what would you say then? So what, what is the philosophy here at Island to Island Brewery? Health first. Health. Um, uh, as, I, as I started to get healthier, um, one of the things that people said to me was, you're antisocial when it comes to food and drink. They wouldn't invite me out. And I don't believe that a person should not, should give up their health in order to enjoy themselves. And so what we do here, all of it comes from 
produce that is either grown in New York or grown in the Caribbean. You don't have any chemical additives. I'm very funny about even adding different things like powders or chemicals to help the beer's pH. I don't want to do that. I focus first on health, what's in season, and then when you sit down, you're literally drinking a cup of medicine, and it tastes good. Wow. That's awesome. Healthy drinking. You can't beat that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so obviously, you spoke about your experiences you know, growing up and all that, but what, are you, what were some of your other like kind of... Um, craft beer influences or, or the first times you guys were introduced to craft beer? Was it a specific beer, a specific brewery? Uh, don't beat me up about this, but uh, <laughs> first craft beer, Blue Moon. Okay. Don't, don't beat me up. But no, I, no, look, you gotta start somewhere. I was working in the Olive Garden behind the bar and we just put it on tap and we were like, okay, what does this taste like? So everybody had to taste it was Blue Moon. From Blue Moon, I went to uh, Stella, then to uh, Brooklyn, then to Dogfish Head, and now I'm just hopping from brewery to brewery. And uh, I can't remember so many beers ago. <laughs> I mean, I had my first sip of beer when I was a kid. It was a Heineken. Heineken it's not craft yeah. beer, uh -huh. yep. but you know, every Korean backyard party there yeah. was Heineken. Daddy, or... I want something to drink. Hey, just have, just <laughs> have, have a, a sip, sip of Heineken, and they put you to sleep. So, I mean, I think my truly first craft beverage that I had was a a sorrel ale that my aunt made in Trinidad. We sat up all night cutting sorrel. No one told me that there was prickles in it, and that would get under your finger. Um, but I cut the sorrel by hand. She took it. She made juice out of it. She put the yeast in it. And then when I tasted it a couple days later, I was in love. I thought she had done some magic. I didn't wow. understand it. <laughs> she, she was just like, you just, you just put some yeast in it. This is whatever. It's, it's just so easy. So that was my first, I think, craft experience. From there, it's just been, you know, reading what's out there. You know, Sam Adams, I think, was what we were buying first for a very long time. Um, uh... And then from there, it was just, you know, one brewery to the next. You know, I think my most favorite experience is exploring craft beer has been down in Deep Ellum in Texas. Like, their craft beer culture out there is banging. Like, we don't, we're nowhere near them in New York, and we hope to get there. But the craft beer in Deep Ellum, Texas, it's, that, that is like, you drink this stuff. You don't drink that other stuff. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So, so I mean, at any given time, so are, are these all the beers that you guys, that you, you guys have like a rotating list? Do you try to have like five beers on tap at all time? Is there more or do you guys uh, kind of? Right now we have uh, 10 taps. Okay. So they're all not full. There isn't a rotating list yet. We're still trying to tone that in and get it together. Um, our thing was just to make, a, make beer. Like, whatever mood we was in, that's what we would make. But once again, you got to deal with the numbers. And yeah. if something is selling, you got you to gotta keep making it. Like, that's fair. We tried to follow the seasons. But like you said, like, just for you, we can't take that off. The bitter moment disorder, we can't take that off. Those, so those are like the, uh, like the staples here. Yeah, they're becoming, yeah. and you're crazy is a staple also. Nice, yeah. nice. So when you guys brew, like, how much, how much beer are you producing per, per batch? Typically. Well, as of Tuesday, we'll be doing a full barrel <laughs> at okay. a time, moving up to two barrels. Nice. Um, our system has been, we, we built it, uh, so we've had some glitches along the way. So we've been mainly brewing about 10 to 15 gallons at a time, but uh, we finally had a victory. 
a nice little win. So we're getting ready to move up, do some collaborations. We're excited about that. Oh, collaborations with who? Uh, Wartega. We've already done a, a collaboration with Wartega. Okay. So now we just got to do the flip side of it where he comes here. Shout out to and, Merlin. Uh, yeah, shout out to Merlin. Uh, we already did trade routes number one with him. We're getting ready to do trade routes number two. Uh, we look forward to doing a, a collaboration with Celeste Betty of Harlem Brewing. Nice. And then just going out meeting more brewers and getting together. So now do you guys get involved, or are you thinking of getting involved in any of like, those beer festivals? Because, you know, there's always some type of thing going on, especially in Brooklyn. Um, are you guys going to start getting involved in those? Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. As, as, of this, as of next weekend, we will be part of several guilds and getting out there. We, we, we know we have to. It was just a point to getting someone behind the bar that we trust. You know, even if it just getting someone like Emily, it's like a shout Dawson. out to Emily. She's, yeah, she's like the best of both of us. She knows all the the health stuff. Yeah, and then she could grind it out and not even break a sweat. So now that we have one person behind the bar, hopefully she can find more and we can go out and just be faces and maybe see our daughter at night. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's definitely a full time full-time job the, the brewery industry I mean it's very few moments of downtime um, how many hours do you say you guys put in a week <laughs> like yeah. 20 hours a day oh wow <laughs> yeah. she puts in 20 hours a day I don't do that uh, <laughs> I would do 14 15 nothing's gonna interrupt my sleep if I really want to sleep that's my fair. money is ain't that important it, I've so had I'm four good. days this week where I did 24 hours straight so wow wow yeah. not 20 48 hours straight yeah yeah. Wow. Wow. This is no. definitely a, a, a passion passion project yeah. for you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a lot. That's a well, lot. Well, it's not just a passion project. Project. It is pay the bills. Pay too. the bills. We, yeah. Right. Yes. There's right. some brewers out there. They have jobs. We don't have jobs. This is it for us. Right. Yeah. No. And I think it was interesting. We were just actually talking because I live in Queens, so th this was like a mission for me for me to get to. But I, I honestly, I'm I'm really glad I'm here. And, and to your point, there's not that many. There's, there's nothing really close in the area as far as breweries go. I mean, you guys are sort of almost, I don't want to say isolated, but you guys are kind of like out here alone. So it's interesting. Like like you said, I'm sure there's, 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 a, there's a, a learning curve, but uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity too. And uh, I mean, just from these beers that I've had here, I, I've, actually, I've really enjoyed them. I think each one of them is really well done. I really, really love the stout. I think the stout is, is, is phenomenal, which isn't taking away from these other beers. I really enjoy them as well. Um, but it, it's going to be great to see you guys kind of get out there more and, and, and kind of, like you're saying, collaborate more. So are you guys down the line, you guys thinking about, like, canning beers, too? Because, you know, that's obviously that's the craze Definitely. Um, yeah. in course. the craft beer world. I don't think we, we can survive if we don't yeah. can. Right, right. Because <laughs> we're, we're learning about the underground can culture, can swap, can mm -hmm. trades. Yeah. It's, it's a whole other world that we didn't even know existed. And as an artist... I'm excited to put pen to paper and get my art out there on the cans. So you, so you, you do some artwork as well? And yes, I do. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I went to the high school of art and design, so. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So, so you'll be designing the eventual art cans and things like that? Yeah, I pretty much design everything now, too. Okay. So. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it, it's, it is, like you said, it's like a whole subculture from the craft beer world. And, and um, like, I, so we, we've talked about this before on the show. Like, we feel two ways about that. Like, on the one hand, it's, it's amazing because it promotes craft beer all over and uh, it gets people excited about craft beer. I mean, like you see people online just 
in search of this, in search of that, and people doing porch bombs, and they're just kind of like sending all these cans, and that's phenomenal. Anything that can grow craft beer is amazing. But then you always, on the other side, you stop and you think like, so when the brewer had this vision in mind about the beer, so by the time it gets to that other destination, it's kind of like, is that still true to the brewer's vision? But then I guess at the same time, you know, once you brew it and once it leaves your brewery, it, that is what it is, regardless of where it's going. Yeah. So, but yeah, de definitely the, the whole canning is, is, is really big. Um, so do you guys have like a timetable for that, or that's just something that like down the line that you wanna you wanna I, do? I wanna do that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to get started tomorrow. But Everything is about yeah. It's about that almighty dollar. Dollar. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, the cheapest cannon system I see that I can actually fit in the basement is uh, fourteen grand. And we don't and have I, any investors or funders. Yeah. So. Everything is bootstrapped. Like even down to our fermenters and kegs, like. So you guys like almost entirely like self-funded? Say it again? Are you guys like self-funded? Yeah. Completely self-funded, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, do you speak about like how important uh, diversity is for you guys? Like because like to me, like, like I'm very new to the scene here. I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, it's very homogenous. Here, and you, you like—I I think you guys are the first people of color that we've spoken to. How, how important is that to you? It's not. It's not, it's not at all. Yeah. Okay. It's not. I—I—I I, I don't. I know. Put it I, this way: like a lot of people don't do things because they think that they're not allowed to, or they yeah. think that they're supposed to do certain things within a certain culture, or because of a certain label. We don't believe in that. We're like, if you want to do something. Go Let's out there it. and do it. It's not about a label. It's about your passion. And we don't lead with our skin color. We lead with our beers. Yeah. And we have been, I, me personally, I have been in a lot of industries. And there is that time where people look at you and it's like, oh, okay. But in the beer world, Ain't no room I, 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 don't, I don't even think there's like, I don't. I think the only color they see is like if your beer is hazy yeah. or if it's yeah. clear. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I really haven't walked into that. I hope I don't walk into it. If I don't, I'm gonna, I'll do this for the rest of my life. But yeah, yeah. I, I feel like in the craft beer scene, it's it's it, it really it, like you said, it really boils down to the beer. Um, and it's like you make good beer, or you don't. And I think that's how people are really gonna judge you. And and some people, you know, I'm, you know. I don't know if you want to call them trolls or whatever online. Like some people are harsh. I mean, they'll they'll go in on these beers if oh, they're yeah. not. Yeah, look know. at Untapped. It doesn't look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look pretty. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, so I I, I you know I, I definitely get what you're saying. I, I definitely agree. You know, we, we you know, the, the the scene is isn't necessarily, it, it, you know, the, the diversity I guess comes from the flavors of the beer, and then you know you got to have good beer, and if you have good beer, then people will respect what you're doing, and if you don't then, you know, people in the industry will be respectful, but then you'll have people who just, the consumers will just be brutal. They'll, yeah. you know, they'll just fucking go off. But And consumers don't know who we are, and we're happy with it that yep. way. <laughs> <laughs> well, for now, right? Because, I mean, you guys definitely, I mean, you, you, it seems like you guys had a lot of different pieces of the business, and now it's all kind of coming together a little bit more. And now I think you, it sounds like you guys are kind of like preparing for that next phase, making that, that bigger push getting you guys out there more and more, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that is the hope, to get us out of these four walls, get us into the festivals, 
uh, start traveling. I mean, we're licensed to sell beer in 50 states. I wow. want to take advantage of that. Start getting out there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. So, so um, just, just taking a little bit of a step back. So, so tell us, uh, we spoke about it during the intro of the show, but in your words, tell us a little bit about your event today, this fundraiser, uh, and what, what's going on here today. Uh, so today is St. Martin Day. We're celebrating St. Martin Pride um, all over the island, um, both the French and Dutch side and up here in this New York island as well. Uh, we're coming together to celebrate with heavy hearts um, because of what happened with Hurricane Irma. It destroyed 90, 95% of the island. Uh, one of the homes that I used to um, hang out in uh, with my uh, one of my best friends growing up actually slid down a mountain. And so, you know, I thought that up in the mountains they were safe because they didn't have the flooding, but I didn't, con I didn't factor in the landslides. So houses were devastated, roofs were devastated. And, you know, everyone is focused on Puerto Rico, and, but there's other islands, you know. There's other islands that have been affected, U.S. Virgin Islands, um, Netherlands Islands, French Islands, U.K. Islands that have been affected, and they've not been getting attention. And we all know here in America that when attention or light is shined on something, that it gets the support it needs. So we're doing our part um, as, as a Caribbean business, as a business that is focused on community and health, to get the word out there about St. Martin and then raise funds, raise goods to send to the people and show them that here on this New York island, we're caring about the people down there as well on those islands. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that, that's amazing. And, I, and, I, and, you know, we love getting behind um, charitable causes. You know, we, we, we try to do it as much as we can, and, and we're very glad that we could play a small part in what's going on here today because this, this is, um, like I said, it's very important. And, and um, to your point, it, it, is, it is a little bit overlooked because the media was very focused on Puerto Rico and, and obviously they were devastated as well and they need they definitely need a lot of support and aid but it's not just Puerto Rico there's a lot of other islands that um, you know were, were severely impacted so it's great that you guys are doing this do you guys do a lot of like these types of events here at the brewery or is it was this like one of like the first ones you guys have been doing oh uh, no we have events every single month it's actually how we survive um, being away from all the other breweries and happenings in Brooklyn we have to put on events to draw people out. So every month on the second Saturday, we have an art opening. Today we have uh, Antonio Rosario, who's doing the street in the streets. Every third Saturday, we have kind of like an open mic night, um, but it's curated, it's rock the mic, and the talent comes out, is amazing. It's like a concert, it's not like Apollo, you know, where he's like, oh, it's kind of sketchy. It's like people who you just really want to vibe out with. And we're looking to have more events, more brewery tours, and bring people out. Awesome, awesome. Do you have any, uh, you have rap nights? Yeah, <laughs> yes we do. We have rap nights and Sunday nights we have jam sessions. Okay, yeah, because we've been thinking like, like, you know, Biggie Nas type people over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that means if I have a rap night, y'all coming back? Yeah, we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll come back either way, but if you have a rap night, we'll definitely come back. Yeah, the, the, awesome. the music in the tap room varies from day to day. There's no set playlist. Um, today it's island music because of the celebration. Celebration. One day it could be '90s TRL or next day system of a down or like it's whatever whoever's in control of the iPad mood is in. That's cool. It, it's definitely it's, it, I like the vibe in here. I mean I like the space. Um, it seems like a very kind of like it, it's laid back in here. Uh, it's kind of a relaxed vibe and, and I really like that. Um, 
So, so you guys also have, um, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Kaizo cocktails, right? Yeah. So you can tell us a little bit, because I have one of them in front of me, sitting in front of me. So can, can you tell me a little bit about them? And, and so Kaizo cocktail is born of Trini parents and raised here in Brooklyn. Uh, it's two Caribbean people who came together um, off of memories from when they were growing up, um, where random family members would come over to their house, have drinks, and have a good time. And, you know, we don't have that anymore. Like, no one comes to my house. At all. <laughs> At all. Because you're so, here working all day. <laughs> yeah. That's it. 24 but, hours. But it used yeah. to be that, you know, people would just show up. But in the wake of social media, you know, people, they, it's just all voyeurism. It's like you do something, people watch a, a photo, and that's it. They don't come out. They don't connect. They'll just text or something. Exactly. Yeah. So Kaiso Cocktail really wanted to create something that would bring people together in a way where you didn't have to think about it or be intimidated on what you knew about mixology or not. And they created a really great cocktail. It's fresh coconut water with tequila and rum. And it just, right away, it makes you taste and feel like you're on Maracas Bay in Trinidad. It just, it's a really good cocktail, well-crafted. And it's a cocktail in a bottle. And as a mixologist who's really picky about putting things together myself, I champion it. Yeah, I, I honestly really like it. I mean, I'm obviously way more into craft beer than I am into liquor. But um, I think I thought it was smooth. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy coconut water just on the regular, um, especially after a night of like binge drinking craft beer. So it's always good. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's smooth and, and it goes to well. It goes together very nicely. So I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and it's hydrating, which is important while drinking. Got to hydrate. Yeah, you got the electrolytes from the uh, coconut yes. water. Right. So. Um, what was so? I'm just curious. Like, what was like maybe like one of the funkiest uh, or, or weirdest kind of beer that you guys brewed? That like some some highly experimental beer that you guys uh, kind of brewed, and, and and what was that process like? I think it would be two beers we had that would that would define that. That's the Fancy Lady, oh, yeah. which is a grapefruit rice beer. Um, I actually got laughed at at Bitter Nesters. <laughs> Shout out to OBA. Um, because I, I made a beer with rice, and he's like, that's not beer. I'm like, but rice is a grain. Uh, it was grapefruit, cranberry, strawberry, rice, mint, and um, I forget which hop, Polaris hops. That was one of the most experimental ones that we put out. Um, and we went to the, uh, the what was it? Not Great Beer Fest. It was... Uh, uh, the Pour the Core Festival yes. we All were right. at. Yeah, the, the, and the that Cider one, Festival, right? Yeah, the Cider Festival. And that one just flew. It, we didn't have enough to last the whole day. So we got a really great feedback from that. People were confused by it. They're like, how can you have grapefruit beer? <laughs> but uh, it was grapefruit juice beer. And then I think the second funkiest one we'd done was the sugar cane. Because people are just confused. They're like, how can you have sugar cane beer? Where's the grain? Yeah, what grain is in it? Yeah. How can it be a rice? Uh, not a rice. How can it be a grass beer? So I right. did a rice beer and I did a grass beer. That's actually, that's fascinating, really. Yeah. Um, and and I, I really like the sugar cane beer, too. I mean, like, it's kind of... I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but it's tasty, <laughs> you know. Like, and at the end of the day, that that's that's all that really matters. So I mean, from like feedback from the people. So so I know we we, we talked about you guys have like the staples, but so what has what has like feedback from the community been around the brewery and around the beers and the things you guys are doing? It's been mixed. It's been very mixed. There's like no gray area. It's just total confusion of people not knowing that yeah. you can make beer. They think. I don't know what they think. I think it just shows up from Heineken. I think that's what they think. Because um, they've never seen it before being made. It's, I mean, craft beer is new to a lot of people. Sure. Uh, and then there's 
excitement at the fact that we're here, the fact that we're doing this, the fact that people can come get fresh made beers close to home. Um, so it's, it's like divided. It's what the hell are you guys doing? I'm so confused. And this is amazing. Why don't more people know about you? So. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, I feel like um, you, you guys are putting out good beers. And, 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 I, and I feel, yeah, I mean, I think maybe that's the gap. I think the gap is kind of like that awareness of, of who you guys are and what you guys are doing. Part of it is, is probably because you're, you're somewhat isolated out here, uh, which is weird to say in Brooklyn, but you, you, you kind of are. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think the more people get experience to this, and I love your take. I love the whole healthy take. Like I was reading on your website, like even if, if like somebody's pregnant, they comes in, they can have a mocktail, you yeah. know? And I love that you guys incorporate healthy juices and stuff like that because, um, you know, at home, like, like with, my wife's really big into that and, and, and she would love the vibe, the vibe here, like j just having that, that other option. I think, that, I think it's very unique. I, I definitely think it's like a unique slant on, on, on the brewery perspective. So I think that, that that's really, really cool. Thank you. Um, so do you guys have, have any upcoming events you want to talk about? Yeah, on November 28th, uh, we're hosting a Movember event. It's called They Who Brew. Um, we're celebrating men in the community who have, who have been brewing up change. We're honoring them. And then we're showcasing our four brewers, um, They Who Brew. People don't know that we brew. You talked about diversity. People don't know that we do it. And so this is an event where we're celebrating the change that's happening. We're celebrating um, the fact that... Um, we are doing it and that beer is a diverse industry that anyone can join it and also we're highlighting men's health um, men don't pay attention to their health and the four brewers that I have with me like it's important for me to pay for them to pay attention to their health because if they don't they can't do what we do they can't work the amount of hours that we work you know if their health is not at the forefront of what they're doing and there's so many men out there who are doing amazing things that are hiding their sicknesses hiding their depression, hiding how they feel. And you know what? It's 2017. That shit is not necessary no more. You're not going to be any less macho if you say, I'm depressed. I need to talk to somebody. Right. I, you know what? I'm feeling a little defeated. Let me go have a beer and talk to Kevin or Danny about it. And you know what? He's going to like yell at you and get you back in shape. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, take some turmeric. It'll be all right. But it's important that we, that we champion men's health because... We need y'all. Like, y'all are doing amazing work. And it can't be that you're just doing it for a short amount of time, especially now with the knowledge that we have nowadays. So I, that's November 28th. We're celebrating Movember, and I invite you, anybody else, to come out and just celebrate They Who Brew, the unknowns. It's a great event. That's a great event. Yeah, and, and it's true. Kind of men are kind of... Um they're a little kind of like, you know, guys don't want to talk about those type of things, but they really should be. I mean, there should be active conversations going on about that. So do you guys have any new beers in the works that you're planning? Uh, yeah. Um, we didn't give it to them. Did the Trini Love? Oh, we didn't? Okay, so Trini we made Love. a Trini Love that, that beer. He's going to go get it for you right now. That's amazing. Um, we're going to do... It's not too carbonated yet. <laughs> it just it literally just came out the fermenter. Oh wow! Out the bright tank. BTBT so. exclusive right here. We, we <laughs> love exclusives. Um, to me, it smells and tastes like guava, unsweetened guava, obviously because it's been fermented. Um, he's gonna get it for you. It has some sorrel in it. Um, and the next uh, couple of beers that we want to do, uh, one is a black cake beer. I don't know if you're familiar with black cake. It's like a rum cake type yeah. thing that we have on the Christmas season. Um, a lot of people don't know that cakes and beers have the exact same ingredients. 
It's just the process that's different. Um, and then we want to do a cassava and um, soursop beer, which that's is awesome. more of an Arawak Tahino thing. It's something that the Tahino and the Arawak women used to make for the men to make them happy. So I'm hoping to make one of our traditional beers here to the Americas. That's awesome. That's awesome. And see if it'll, if it'll make some dudes happy too, right? And all right, here we go. Trini Love. Trini Love. Thank you. Thank you. So let, let's try a little Trini Love. I think everyone could use a little Trini Love. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Uh, it's a simple beer. Not too many components. Uh, Citra, uh, Sorrel, a.k.a. Hibiscus, Pilsner, and uh, Crystal Malt. Very light type. Yeah, I feel like this is, this, is, this is a great beer for the people that... Um, Maybe like a little new to craft beer. I think this is, this is a great kind of like introductory where, where people wouldn't even understand this could be craft beer, but it's it's light, it's refreshing. Like this would also be like, I mean, it's freezing outside now, but this would be great like in, in hot weather. Like it's very, very sessionable. Uh, and it's kind of like, it's got like a light quality and it's refreshing. I, I like it. What do you think? I, I, I agree. I, I think, I, think it, I like it. The first word that came up to me was just very light. But yeah. yeah. I like it. How about you, Perry? It's pretty nice. It's, uh, it's almost got a twinge of a tartness, which is kind of nice. Like, you know, it's a little more fruity, but not like fruit forward. Just, just subtly kind of hanging out in there. So I definitely appreciate that, you know, change to the typical beers. Yeah, and I, I, I like the flavor spectrum you guys got going on. Like when you said at first, this is like um, uh, a flight rainbow. Like. It's kind of like going through all these different flavors. It's almost like a flavor rainbow, uh, so to speak. And, and um, I, I really enjoyed these um, these beers. Uh, I, I really do. I think I think you guys are doing some really interesting things here. And I think um, you know, I think I want to see you guys get out there more. You know, and and, and be more. Um, I know it's hard because you guys are doing everything, which is crazy. But you know, be more active and involved in these fests and stuff. Because I think people. The more you guys do get that exposure, I think I think people will, will respond very positively to what you guys are doing. So, so here here's my question that I ask everyone: um, When's the last time you had a Coors or a Bud Light? I know I keep mentioning them, but we went to uh, what was that? Hot Class? Bitter and Esther's? Yes, we went to a Hot Class at Bitter and Esther's, and he actually opened up a can of Coors. Put it in uh, coffee. French press. Yeah, French press with some hops. That's the last time I had cores. Wow. Okay. How was that? But it wasn't straight cores then, right? It wasn't. No, it wasn't, it wasn't straight. Cores. The last time I had that, yeah. I, I don't. I can't even remember. I've never even had cores. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I think I knew back then. No way. Yeah. No, you're not missing out. I've never been a Bud Light, <laughs> yeah. a Budweiser drinker either. Natty Light. I think. The, I think the last time I had a Bud Light, Bud Light Lime was probably 2000 and. 12, 13, something wow. like that. Wow, wow, wow. Don't feel bad. I, I used to, years ago, I, I would drink Old E and St. Ives, so don't don't feel bad about the Natty Light and the Coors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I had one of the commercial beers was actually when I was taste testing the sugar cane beer. Um, I went oh, and yeah, got a uh, Corona and a Heineken, and he was yelling at me. He's like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I was like, I got to taste this. I got to know that there's a difference. I got to know that it tastes like beer because there's no grain in it. And I got a Heineken and I got a Corona and I did a blind test with it. And I just kept going back to the sugar cane beer. 
Um, but it, it wasn't for the purposes of enjoying it. It was compare and contrast and doing some research for myself. Yeah, and we have a rule. Don't waste alcohol. That's a sin. Yeah. Yes. That shit I agree. That's a great down rule. the drain. There was no, there was no trying to drink that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so now, and one of the things that comes up sometimes that we see is um, they're, bre- they're breweries that used to be craft, and then they get bought up, and they're no longer craft. But, you know, some of the breweries are allowed to maintain their recipes, and, and they're still doing good things. But some of those breweries, those same breweries, get a lot of hate from the craft beer people. So, like, h- how do you guys kind of feel about that? Like, like I, I don't want to call anybody, any, anybody out, but I will. So, like, Blue Point, right? Blue Point, for an example, they, they, they were craft. And they were doing pretty, pretty good beer, pretty solid beers, you know? And then they got bought up, and they're not craft anymore. And some people just kind of, like, completely are anti-Blue Point now. Like, how do you guys... Because I, I kind of have this philosophy, like, we're definitely craft first. We're craft forward on this show. All three of us are very, you know, very pro-craft, and, and the rest of the Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow Collective. But at the end of the day, you know, you drink what you like. And on one of our shows way back, and we, we've kind of referenced this multiple times, but I kind of love what one of the guests said. They were basically like, it's just beer, pinkies down, you know? It's just beer, you drink what you like. So how do you guys kind of feel about that? I mean, you got to understand what kind of cert- money were they offered? I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we all love craft beer. We all passionate, but we want to stop with the rat rays. We want to be able to go home. And, you know, maybe whoever it was was just tired and they saw a way out and they took it. So at the risk of me maybe angering our audience, um, but just playing devil's advocate, right? Like, isn't that kind of the goal, though? Like, don't you want to be rewarded for these efforts? It it, it is the goal. Do you want to get sold out or bought out or retire early? Bought out or retire early. I mean, sometimes you can't. You can't you can't say who's gonna buy you. Like I can't I can't someone can't call me and let's 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 say Trump, right? The whole inauguration and the musical choices. Okay, you can get mad at whoever went up there. I think it was one girl that Fiona something or whatever her name was. She hasn't got shine in forever. But guess what? She got a paycheck to do that. She did? Not to, not to say, you know, everybody needs money at the end of the day. Money is somewhat happiness if you use it properly. So it's fair. I mean, no one, no one goes into business to struggle for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, no one goes into business to not go to sleep at night because they're worried about how they're going to pay the light bills. Like, that's my life, you know. I don't go to sleep at night because I'm like, yo, if I don't get this thing done tomorrow, I might not make what I need to cover the bills. And I can't say that it's not my goal to, to get away from that. It is. And at the end of the day, I'm a brewer. I'm a juicer. I love what I do and I'm gonna always do it. So when these big companies come and wanna buy out a company, that is what every single company dreams for, right? They always wanna have that retirement. Even a person who has a job, they want a retirement. I mean, you want the benefits, and you want the 401k, yeah, you, want, you want all that who stuff. Who doesn't? Like, so for someone who has a job with benefits, to say that a craft brewer getting benefits is like selling out, like, but 
you go to work every day and if they tell you you can't have your pension or your 401k, you're going to be pissed off. And in business, it's the same thing. Your exit strategy is your retirement plan. Whether your exit strategy is to sell, be bought out, or be bought up and put into a conglomerate, your, your goal is to say, you know what, for the rest of my life and my children's life, I'm taken care of. So I don't hate on no one that's gotten bought up. I congratulate them. It's like getting an Emmy or an Oscar or one of the highest honors in the land. Because you made it. You know, you made it so much that someone felt threatened by you that they wanted to bring you on. And at the end of the day, those brewers are brewers and forever will be brewers. I mean, look at Danny from Six Point. He moved on to another brewery and he's still a brewer. Yep. No matter what. And Circer, like, they put money into that place. Like, they, like, spared no dime. But he's still out there. He's still championing craft beer. And if someone came and bought us up tomorrow, guess what? We're gonna go down to the islands and we're gonna champion craft beer down there. Like yep. we're gonna we're gonna be craft beer. We're gonna be juicers. If I'm just teaching, if he's teaching our daughter yep. so she can do the next thing, right? We're gonna do it. That it's just you don't doesn't want... work outside of the United States. I'll tell you yeah. that much. <laughs> Unless it's InBev. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But. But it's. It's a business goal to see light at the end of the tunnel. And when you're in the mix and you don't have funding, you don't see lights. You just have faith. Yeah, and, and I think at the end of the day, like a lot of these big, these, uh, the, the, um, you know, like InBevs and stuff like that, I, I mean, I feel as it, it's like inevitable, right? Like they're either going to take two paths. They're, they're going to take one path where they're going to try to suppress independent craft brewery, which, which would be the worst thing they could possibly do. Or they could just kind of make a sober assessment and say, you know, times are changing, people's tastes are evolving. You, people don't want this, like, tasteless, kind of very light, you know, beer that you got to, like, m- make sure it's chilled, that it's super cold. That you, like, people people are evolving. People don't want that. People want flavor. People want to explore the flavor spectrum. So if they do indeed buy up crab breweries, then it's like, well, you know, you would hope then that at least they let those breweries continue to run and continue to, like, they don't tinker with the recipes. They allow them to just to be the, the brewery that they were before. And I, and I, and I guess at the end of the day, like, that, like that's the thing, right? It's, it's like people, yes, it, it's, it's, it's a passion, but it also you want, you want to keep the lights on and you want to make sure you want to keep doing what you love to do. But at the end of the day, who doesn't want to be compensated, you know? I feel that's, I feel that's fair. I mean, what do you, what do you think, Justin? I mostly agree. It's like it's a paycheck. Paycheck at the end of the day. Give money. And Perry, what do you think? I know you're you're a, a ardent craft craft beer man as well. What's your take on all that? I mean, I actually like the idea that you know groups like Stone are starting to have like funding vehicles for other small breweries. So you know they're getting either bought out, bought up, or you know invested in. But it's still within the scene, kind of within the in the family in the way, as opposed to just having to go straight to the big guys that you know get all the flack. So I think that's I think that's the next thing, right? When you get the the slightly bigger craft guys able to really bring the rest of this family up, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I and that's a fantastic point, and I think that's the best case scenario from just from a selfish consumer point of view. I think that would be the best case scenario. The larger fish, so to speak, the the craft beer, you know, the bigger fish in the pond, they're the ones who kind of start to bring up the smaller breweries. That would be the best case scenario. But I think it's just a fascinating fascinating uh, um, topic but um, so switching gears a little bit again 
So you guys, you got events coming up. You mm-hmm. got you got beers coming up. So I mean, what what's something you want the audience to, um, you know, what, what do you want the audience to know about your brewery? I'd like for the audience to know that we are not inaccessible. We are three blocks from Prospect Park. Literally, if you take the Q train to Parkside, the park is right there. You can spend your afternoon in the park and then come and have a beer with us. I want people to know that if you don't drink alcohol, this is a place for you to come and relax and enjoy a well-crafted beverage. This is a place where if you're pregnant and you are, you've got cabin fever and there's nowhere for you to go, because when I was pregnant, trust me, I got bounced from a lot of places. This is a place you can come. If you got a baby and you need to get the heck up out the house, this is a place you can come. We are here to be welcoming to the community, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And I also would like to let um, uh, members of the audience who are not from America know that, you know, we don't have all our beers super chilled and we don't have all of them super carbonated. Because that's been a thing. People have come from like England, like, why are all the beers in America cold and carbonated? They're like, over there, we just get, you know, beer the way it is. So, you know, we're here to appeal to those who are looking for a healthy option, those who are looking for something really different, truly culinary experience, and we're not that ex- that far. The Q train, the 2-5 train, they're literally like one block, three blocks away. Yes, absolutely. And are, you, are you looking at getting more involved with the park being right there? Like, uh like Smorgasbord does stuff with, you know. That's not our choice. That's their no. choice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's been a big thing in Prospect Lefferts Gardens. It started a whole argument <laughs> this oh, really? year because uh, the people of the community don't know that Smorgasbord chooses you. You don't choose them. Uh, okay. And so people, like, called us lazy that we didn't try. Okay. And we're like, it doesn't work that way. It, it, he has his business. He curates his business. He has who he wants there. And you know what? I can't be mad at him for that because can't somebody tell me, oh, you should sell Brooklyn Lager at your place. Love Brooklyn. Love Brooklyn Brewery. Sure, but someone sure. can't come right. and tell me what to do with my business. Yeah. Because if they do, your choice. then my hands are up. I don't want to do this no more. And then who's going to make it happen, sure. right? Sure. So, yeah. And, uh, and you guys do food here too, right? Yeah. Starting December 1st, we have Daleview Biscuits and Beer coming on board. Nice. He's doing uh, uh, gluten-free biscuits. Don't worry about it being gluten-free. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> They're awesome. They taste so good. Over the summer, people were buying three of them at a time just oh, to wow. try the different meats in them. He does... Gluten-free, uh, hot fried chicken, pulled pork, uh, bacon, all Sounds of it fantastic. comes from local farms. He, too, is focused on getting fresh food, local ingredients, well-sourced. So you can come here and have a, a great meal, a great beer. And if you're celiac, gluten intolerant, you don't got to worry about it. Very cool. Very, Very cool. cool. Yeah. So, um, And if people want to find out more about what you guys are doing, like you guys want to Give us your website, your social media stuff. Um, how can people find out more about you guys? So you can pick an interest because I realized it got confusing after all. <laughs> if you're into the beers, you want to follow Island to Island Brewery on, all, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Caribbean Beers on Twitter. If you're into the juices, you want to follow House of Juice Bar on Instagram and Twitter. And um, you can find us on islandtoislandbrewery.com. We talk about all the brands there. The kombucha that we have, that's the jun, the juice, the beer, all of that's on the website. And just come here, like hop on the train. Three train is three blocks away, two five is one block away. The best way to learn about us is to follow us on Instagram, find out when we have events and then come and feel it for yourself. We can't talk about it enough. When people come and see it and feel and experience it, I mean, did you think that you were going to get the experience you got today after reading what you read? 
I mean, I was I was very uh, um, open-minded. I, I was I was I was excited to come here because this is actually the first time Beer Today Beer Tomorrow has been here. So, but I, I really didn't, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what, what to expect. But I was just like, you know what? I, I'm I knew it was an, uh, I knew I was going to be exposed to something a little different than the norm. And um, honestly, I'm very pleased. I, I think all your beers were really good. Uh, I think it's interesting some of the approaches you guys take and some of the greens you guys use and. Um, I, I find it really fascinating, and I enjoyed everything I had. And um, not to kind of just beat a dead horse, but that stout was phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, that was phenomenal. It's made that, just for you. That yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, all the beers were good. I enjoyed every single beer I had. Um, okay, I have my favorite too. Uh, but my favorite is the is the stout. I mean, I, I would come back and drink any one of these. But that stout. I mean, as soon as we're done with the show, I'm getting another one. I mean, that was that was awesome. Just got any 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 parting words? Yes. So so I also like the the coffee stout. There is um, I I, I miss the name of it. Uh, it. It's like the more red color. You're crazy. Yeah. That that that's been my that's been my favorite. It has, has more of like a sour taste. Yeah. That's what that's what that's what I've gotten into. These gentlemen have got me into to beers this summer and and like, they they put me to all the sour beers that that that, that I can. That I can take, and, yeah, and he, then that's been good. He became a huge sourhead. Uh, he's really into the tart beers, um, which is. And when I first first tried a sour beer, I was like, I don't know, this 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 doesn't taste right. Yeah. But uh, it took me a little bit, and now actually I, I do appreciate them. And Perry's a big sour guy that, too. That was your cider, that, that right? Is that, yeah. That was yeah. a cider. Yeah, that, that's the cider that you, IPA. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's that's, very that's good. probably my favorite. I definitely. Yeah. Has a nice punch to it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but but also I, I, I think uh, what you're doing here is great and and I, I, I'm hoping to come back especially if they're Biggie and Nas nights <laughs> and drink good beer for sure. How about this? When we do our um, Kinnup sour sour over the summer, okay, <clears throat> we'll do a Biggie Nas night for the lunch and we'll have you guys come back. That way you got your sour, you got yeah. your Kinnup beer, and you got your Biggie and Nas. There we go. There we go. I'm down for that. There we go. Uh, there awesome. we go. He, there he, he's go. a Nas guy. He's from Queens. I'm from Queens, Queens too. There you go. Queens all day, baby. Queens all day. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be awesome. We're here. We're, we're here. I mean, you had us You had us a beer release, and you're doing Nas and Biggie, and now it's case closed. We're here. Awesome. Perry. Um, I'm actually kind of curious, since you're not canning or anything yet, um, do you do, like, growlers, crowlers, any yep. kind of takeaway? Yeah. Yep. We got growlers here today. We have commemorative growlers. Uh, with the Madras fabric that we wear in St. Martin as part of Native culture um, uh, celebrations. So those are there. We have uh, 32-ounce and 64-ounce growlers. Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and can you also give us what are your hours of operation here at the tap room? <laughs> They're in flux. <laughs> but right now, uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, it's 4 to 9 p.m. Uh, Friday is 4 to midnight. Saturday is 12 to midnight. Okay. Sunday is 12 to 8. Okay, cool, cool. Well, we're so beautiful today, but tomorrow we're so glad that you guys invited us here, and um, we're glad that we could play a small part in the great charity event that, that you guys are doing. And it's always amazing to have more Queens people on the show. So, um, shout out to Queens! <laughs> shout out to Queens. Very gotta happy go back about to Queens, that. Show them some love. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, guys, is there anything else you want to leave? want to leave the audience with anything else you want to talk about or mention i mean the platform is yours anything you guys want to talk about um i'd like to put the argument about the sugarcane beer to rest a lot of people say it's not beer because there's no grain in it um what a lot of people don't know the laws here in the states are for beer anything that has grape in it is wine 
Anything that has apple in it is cider. Everything else is beer. So you don't have to have grain to have beer. You just need to have fermentable sugars that are derived naturally, and that is beer. In the islands, we call it a wine, but here in the States, we call it beer. And the only time it's not beer is when it's malt liquor, and that's when you use chemical malt extracts, and we don't do no malt liquors here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so right. it is beer because it's a fermentable sugar naturally derived, and if you don't believe me, you can look it up. That's right. You heard it here first. Beer yeah, today, Rich Malt. To the, to the corner store if you want the malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on yeah, yeah, yeah. Malt yeah. liquor's a couple blocks away, yeah. So, awesome. I mean, again, thank you so much for having Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. We're very, very uh, happy to have been here. And, um, yeah, we'll be back soon. Thank you so much, guys. All it's right. a pleasure. Cheers. Absolutely. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's show. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, BTBT merchandise is available. We have sleek 16-ounce can-style logo glassware perfect for any occasion, and we have brand-new graphic tees. You'll be styling and profiling in the new BTBT t-shirts. Get your shirts and your glasses today. Don't forget to follow Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Every like, Comment, follow, share, and subscription is awesome. So a big major thanks to all of you awesome motherfuckers out there. We wouldn't be doing this without you. Until next time, no matter where you are in the world, drink local, drink fresh, repeat. Cheers.